0: Hey folks, Pete Moran here, and I'm here to present a very special new podcast called Remake This by past and future guest and friend of the show, Dustin Koski. We wanted to share the very first pilot episode of the show, so stay tuned on our Facebook page and Twitter for more updates on this very special project. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Remake This podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Koski, and for this episode, I'll be pitching you a remake of the 1994 undead film, Shatter Dead. To those new to the podcast, which would be everybody, including me, since this is the pilot, remake this is a podcast devoted to the movie practice of remaking the same stories over and over and over again. This practice, as it happens, dates back to the beginning of movies. Popular horror stories such as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde got remade over and over, even before the advent of sound films. In short, it's a practice that's not going away. But instead of just complaining about it, we will suggest movies that are underappreciated and which had a great premise, a great idea behind them, but unfortunately just didn't come out right when it came time to produce the movie. We hope this can be a more productive form of movie discussion. Well, productive by podcast standards, not by real-world standards. Now that that's out of the way, let's get a little more familiar with the movie Shattered Head. Help with that fella, sister. I took a job as a crash test dummy to feed my family. Now I'm too damn ugly to go home. That's gotta be worth something. The story of Shatterdead is that the Angel of Death has visited the Earth and impregnated a human, and this has caused everybody to stop dying. A woman named Susan goes to a store of some kind for some sort of supplies. On her way home, she runs into a cult of undead people. The undead people steal her car, which is usually unzombie zombie like behavior but typical of this movie, and force her to walk home. When she's halfway home, she stays at a halfway house. Okay, no, it's not a halfway house, it's a boarding house, but I just wanted to make that sort of pun. And again, the same cult of undead people visits, and they decide that the only way to bring the people that are still living around to their way of thinking is to kill them. Susan survives, gets home, finds out that her boyfriend has made himself a zombie. He kills her. She, um, would kill him if he could be killed. And the movie ends on an ambiguous note. Well, anyway, that's a plot outline. What people remember about this movie is its intriguing premise. That's a plot outline, anyway. What people really remember about this movie is its premise. What's really memorable about this movie is the fact that the dead aren't a bunch of Romero or Walking Dead-style flesh eaters. They're just people. They want to go back to their lives. They're sentient, though not necessarily always sapient, given the shape that their body can be reduced to. But by and large, they're not necessarily any more violent or dangerous than an average person. So why do I feel this is a premise with potential? Well, just think about the implications for religion alone if this happened, Do we have the religions we do just because we fear death? If we had proof that the religions that we've devoted our lives to are wrong, would we leave the religion, or would we double down on it? Would people be relieved by the fact that nobody is dying anymore? Would they be more horrified than ever? The idea of being trapped in this body for potentially the rest of eternity? The implications if you damage yourself in a way that your body can't heal? The fear that what if death returns tomorrow, or the day after, or the day after that? How would that change science if we had something that was so large in scale, and so clearly paranormal going on? Now, if all the religious and social stuff just sounds like stoner talk to you instead of a good premise for a movie, let's shrink the scale down. What if people are still decaying after they die and then reanimate, but they're still somehow aware? Can you imagine how horrifying the thought that you're rotting away would be? Or seeing somebody who is, and wondering what kind of excruciating pain that person is suffering? Are they even suffering pain? Are they numb? This is something you don't get when your zombie is just going, oh, I'm coming at you to eat you. You don't think about them. You don't empathize with them as much anymore. But if you have characters that are in that zombie situation, well, then you've really got somebody you can share horrors with. The movies aren't necessarily just there. Now, of course, movies aren't just their premises. But the point is, the potential is there. It's a great canvas We just need to take the lives of two, maybe three, or four people in the scenario and have them go on a journey. You know, a conventional Sid Field, first act, second act, third act, with peaks and valleys and rising action and points of no returns. During their journey, we can touch on all these other perspectives and questions. Also, there's probably lots of potential for product placement. So what went wrong with the original Shattered Dead? Well, um... Uh, Let's just say that the entire time it's painfully obvious that writer-director Scooter McRae was just making a student film in 1994. I don't just mean that the video quality is bad enough that everybody looks like a corpse whether they're supposed to be dead or not. Most of the acting looks on a level where it's clear that people were selected based on availability instead of experience. This line delivery I'm about to play is, unfortunately, pretty typical of the movie. Uh, I'll get you you for this. God, the way is all mine to make you suffer. Worse than that is that this movie has an unfortunate tendency to try to be extreme. All that extremeness does is get in the way of all the interesting ideas. And it just makes the thing seem more silly than it should, not more disturbing. For example, there's a scene where a pregnant woman the woman that was impregnated by death at the beginning of the movie, is shot in the back. And as a result, she has a miscarriage that she then breastfeeds. And because of the cheapness of the production, even though we're supposed to be shocked at the fact that an artificially removed fetus is being nursed, it's pretty hard to ignore the fact she's holding a plastic doll. Additionally, these attempts to be in your face could result in some pretty tone death moments. For example, this is what the shooter says after the aforementioned gunshot to the back. He shoots! He scores! Ah! The movie's attempts to be edgy go so far that during the climax where Susan is reuniting with her boyfriend, he's drained his blood in a suicide attempt, so he can't get an erection. Instead, what happens is Susan, who's been packing heat this whole time, takes her pistol, ties it around his waist, and takes the phallic gun imagery to its natural conclusion. I'm pretty sure that when I was describing the intriguing possibilities of this premise, one of the questions I asked wasn't, hey, can people use guns as strap ons in this universe? No, I'm not trying to get on any anti sex and anti gore high horse here as far as horror movies are concerned. You can enjoy movies for what you want, but these days we have so many Gorn sites, so much porn online that the real way to stand out with the movie is to have intriguing ideas that people think about after they're done watching it, instead of throwing red stuff all over the screen, or have people have sex in novel ways. So who would I want to remake this movie? I think really Scooter McRae, if he's matured at all since he finished it, could really remake this movie right. If he's not interested, A24 has made exceptional genre movies like Ex Machina and Under the Skin, So I think they can take a high-concept premise like this and really do something worthwhile and provocative with it. And like I said, lots of potential for product placement. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please go to the iTunes page and give it a five-star rating. If you have not enjoyed this podcast, please still go to the iTunes page and give it a five-star rating. You can also follow us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, and Stitcher. Frankly, since it's our first episode, it's way too early to be discussing Patreon or any such thing. Music for this program was provided by Jeff Clement of Oral Stimulation. A-U-R-A-L. Stimulation, that is. If you would like to form your own opinion about Shattered Ed, it's available for purchase on Amazon.com. This is your host, Dustin Kosky, reminding you that if you have time, please remake this movie. Goodbye.